0: Moncrief on News Talk.
1: Now, for the first time in history, an AI system has beaten a human in a physical real world sport. In 2022, an AI operated racing drone proved faster on an obstacle course than a drone piloted by a human. This feat is now the subject of a major study, and I'm joined by one of its co authors on the line. Leonard Bowersfeld is a roboticist from the University of Zurich. Welcome to the show, Leonard. Hi, uh, thanks for having me. You're so welcome. Leonard, um, when I read this story, I wasn't hugely shocked because I assume that AI would naturally be more skilled and more polished than a human being. Why is this such a significant significant step?
0: I think the significance of this lies um, mostly in the fact that it's the first time that a feat like this has been achieved. This is the first time that an AI or a robot beat humans, the world champions even, in an actual real world physical sport that was not specifically designed for the AI, but for the humans. So we can outperform the best humans in a sport made for and by humans. If you compare this to the previous feats, let's say Garry Kasparov in chess probably comes to mind here, or Lisa Dolingo. Go. All these were board games. Or then, later on, Deep Mind's Alpha Star in Starcraft. there was a video game, but this was nothing that happened in the physical world. And I think this is where the significance of this book lies.
1: Okay, yes, now I understand the difference. So explain to me physically what we were looking at. this is this is a a drone race that that takes place in an airport hangar. is Is that the case?
0: Yeah. So what we are looking at is just a standard drone race. Like these are organized also in by by big leagues, for example, the DRL in the US. What we're looking at is basically a set of gates where the drone needs to pass through. It's like waypoints. Okay. And it's a, it's similar to a Red Bull Air Race in a way. Like there, they have huge gates because it's huge airplanes, and because everything is a bit scaled down, and the drones we look at are like thirty centimeters in width. We look at a much smaller gates. So, we have gates uh, of a size of about 1.5 meters set up in a specific order. And the goal is to pass through all of them as fast as possible. And they're placed in a way that it's like a complete lap. So, after you went through the course once, all of this can just repeat. So, we have multiple lab drone racing.
1: And so, is the AI pretend like is the AI in the hangar controlling the drone, or is the AI built into the drone? So, the drone is actually kind of on autopilot.
0: Exactly. That's the cool part of it. So, we don't use a huge server um, on the ground or so. We don't have like a compute cluster that sits on ground and then a shit ton of external cameras, you know, like um, GPS or motion capture systems. No, what we actually do is we have everything on board the drone. The computer flies with the drone. Okay. The that... camera is on board the drone. Everything. Wow, okay. is. Is on the drone. It's like the humans; they also just control their single drone, and the humans on the ground and just watches a live stream of video through their goggles from the drone.
1: And do you think, do you think that that key is that that is the key to it being more being better because it's got a different perspective? It's flying with the machine; it doesn't have to, you know, compute what it sees into what the drone might be perceiving from that angle.
0: I would actually say this is, while it's important for a fair race, is much of a handicap for the AI. It's not easier to race through a well-defined track if you have external state estimation. Okay. That means if you have cameras around that tell you where the drone is, that's a lot easier from a robotics point of view than having things on board.
1: Do you think that there are going to be other sports that AI will eventually beat humans in? Like I'm thinking of Formula One. Do you think that like a car, an automated car, because I've been reading about these issues in San Francisco with the self-driving cars, do you think eventually a lot of sport will be, you know, intercepted, I guess, by AI?
0: Well, it's certainly possible that an AI outperforms a human driver on Formula One racing, perhaps even in the near future. But I wouldn't worry that you um, watch broadcaster sports between AI and another AI, I mean, sport in the end is is made for is made for humans because we humans like to compete in it. Mm-hmm. So the AI beating the humans here is not for the sake of winning the race. This is just a, a way to do research, perform research on topics that actually matter for real world applications.
1: And how did the Were you there when the when the robot when the drone robot the AI drone beat the humans?
0: Of course. I mean, I'm um, uh, as an author of the study, you, you I was that... in the hangar and uh, I watched it, yes.
1: How did the humans react to being beaten by the AI?
0: I would say it was a mixed reaction. So they were really amazed by the fact that this is possible. Thomas Bittmader, one of the world champions uh, whom we invited, said that he would dream that he could fly one day like the AI drone. At the same time, obviously, well, they're racers, so they're also partially sad that they were beaten in races by the AI drone. That's uh, definitely an aspect that also plays a role.
1: But they are now trying to learn the skill from the AI.
0: I don't think necessarily that they can learn it. So the AI has an inherent advantage because it is extremely repeatable. It's a mechanical task and it can perform as well as it has to every single lap. It can perform to its full potential, essentially every single lap. And the human factor is to be unconcentrated, to make mistakes. The AI does not.
1: And so what is the the next step for this before we let you go? Is, is, is the study over now or are we going to see more AI competing against humans in these sports or was it just for this study?
0: So I would say the study itself is over with respect to drone racing against the world champion pilots in the indoor environment. But it's just the start of something much bigger in a way. We as a lab, the robotics and perception group that I'm a PhD student of, we want to make the drones truly useful in the real world. And we want to extend to more relevant applications. This was a demonstrator. This was basic research. But there's so much more research to be done until we can truly use drones in search and rescue missions or for autonomous inspection tasks. So there's definitely a lot of follow-up research uh, that that will come.
1: That's absolutely fascinating. Thank you so much, Leonard Bowersfeld, roboticist at the University of Zurich. I look forward to hearing more about it.
0: Thank you. Moncrief, weekdays at 2 pm on News Talk.